and you're just kind of putting your your aeronautical decision making ability and stick and rudder skills on display. You're not really, I mean, you're exercising them, but now yeah, I mean it's really kind of hollow. You can't say, "Hey, let's just go fly first, simulating the fact that you would just take off earlier and get back earlier from this little trip you were going to do, or whatever the case may be, to to mitigate the risk of the wind." So. That kind of sucks. It sounds like you're probably pushing the check right back, which pains me to say. Yeah, that really sucks that that the guy isn't willing to do it. I know that the the DPs, I don't know if there's like a, I don't know if, I'm sure there's a handbook or something I should know that I don't. The oral always comes first and everything I've ever done. It just really sucks because in this case, why can't they just find out that you're not an idiot and then go fly? Then you can do the oral portion after. Yeah, I'm sure there's something written that way yeah sounds like you're pushing it unless you can get that airplane repositioned to a different airport that is pretty much aligned right with the wind and even then you got a pretty decent gust factor what do we got uh 14 to 23 if it was right down the runway scott what do you think 14 to 23 i mean i wouldn't in my 150 maybe i would have at one point at one nine not gust factor at one point in time i would have but Okay, I'm saying you got a runway 28 and winds out of 280, nine knot gust factor. No go. I mean, back. But he's supposed to be, theoretically, he is in a different spot of proficiency than you are. Yeah. Because he has gotten three hours of flying in the preceding two calendar months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I probably would have flown then, but I probably wouldn't now. Yeah, so try and put yourself in his shoes. Yeah, I mean, if Andrew's it's right down the runway, if it's if it's right down the one runway, I I never really worried about wind when it was right down the runway. Just, you hearing this, Andrew? Didn't. Can we get creative and but get that airplane repositioned somewhere? That's I've also worth a seen shit? the wind shift. Okay, we can't just deal on completely on what ifs, though. Well, I'm just saying, like, you got to prepare for that too. Well, yeah. So he's got two issues because he's got to get the airplane where he can use it for the check ride and then also be able to get it back. But who's to say he can't? Can you get your instructor to go with you, chill while you take the check ride, and then be on board to bring it back to Ypsilanti or Willow Run, whatever it's called these days? Yeah, I guess it's called Willow Run Airport. Where's a 28? Not close. I'm trying to come up with a solution, Scott. You're just shooting down everything. I don't know. I I just think I think just reschedule it. Okay. Yeah. What I what did he say? Is he a couple weeks out or a few weeks out, Andrew? Man, there's nothing around there. Everything is northeast, southwest. All aligning with basically with Metro. Oh, he's coming to Willow. Well, tell him to go somewhere else then. Oh, man, that's tough. Yeah. What's this? Man, that's a bummer. Yeah, it sounds like what, a rescheduled. What, what are you taking it in? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. What, what airplane? And where's the examiner coming from? Andrew is completely monopolizing this little Yeah, chat. I think... Mine's not updating on time. Okay. Yeah, I, I think yeah, mine's taking a while too. Yeah. Uh over a month out. Okay. 
Man, it really oh. bugs me that I can't even see. That, that you can still like... see me fine. Oh, there's Rob. Is he in? Yeah. What a deadbeat. Oh, what an entrance. <laughs> we literally did the whole show already. We're done. We're just yeah. about to get. We're, we're just, just about, about to, to wrap it up. I can't hear him at all. I can't hear you. You're quiet. Oh, hello. There you, there go. you go. Oh, yeah. I hope so you have your mic on. Yeah. Usually. You guys could hear me without the mic on. That's more concerning Barely. to me than. Barely. Yeah. Sound Barely. like you were. Yeah. yeah. That's very odd. I got it routed through the panel here. So like the only way it should. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. So you... We could hear you. We got something for Thursday. Well, we're not we got, done yet, dude. We were just we're joking. 40, oh. 48 minutes in. 48 okay. minutes in, going strong, I think. Yeah, well, don't. Well, I, is there I'm, a chat? I was actually, I was actually there, about to leave. Chat. Click chat. I was actually oh, about to wow. leave. Can I go to right, bed so, now? Well, Scott, yeah, I, just, I, just I just arrived. I just poured a drink. I took out yeah, the rest I, of the handle. No, but... I'm going strong. I'm going strong. I can get more. Uh, from where that came from. Yeah, hang out for another ten minutes, Scott. Where were we? I don't let nah, me interrupt. Oh no, 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 no. As soon as we derailed from the seven thirty timeline, that nine o'clock bedtime went out the window. I didn't really know those were mutually exclusive parameters. Yes, they they were. As soon as as soon as we weren't recording anymore, all of a sudden I was going to bed at eight instead. Scott, you got to Scott, you got to you got to hand me off. You got to hand me off here. Where were you guys? I'd like to. I feel I'd like, like I just hand off my position to Robert Berger here. He's going to be taking over. He's new here. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see if he knows what he's doing. Well, Scott, where where we leave off? Where do we leave off? Uh, we were talking about Andrew Wickenheiser. I think that's how you pronounce. Yeah, it. nice job. I think we yeah. got it. Yeah, he is debating on whether to do his uh, check ride or not to the weather conditions. Oh, go for it! Send it. Well, we're working through that, and I think the synopsis is that we're not going to do that. We're not going to remand that course of action. Robert. He's taking it oh. in a dime. We were ju- I just asked him what I he was taking it in, and he said he's taking it in a diamond twenty. I don't really remember like the how they handled in wind, but I remember like the diamond twenty is like impossible to stall. It just it just keeps flying. That's not. I a, don't don't not know. We want to legally say. I don't think. Yeah, let's not do any of that. No. But I I, I want to say that not having flown one just looking at the general like characteristics that would lead me to believe it's not a great airplane in wind now long wings very long wings if I long wings right. and man i like to drop that wing i mean i'll yeah. ugh, i'll drop that there, wing it needs a, like, a little like, roller skate wheel out there like a u2 I, that's what i need I, i've never flown a glider yep. but i remember flying it thinking like this is what it's like to fly a glider it's because it just it just stayed in the air forever. Yeah, and it, a lot of a lot of wing. It wouldn't stall. Yeah, like it. It just it just wouldn't do it. I don't know. I mean, not like the one fifty will. Right. I mean, I guess you could make it stall, but it just does. It's not like a drop. Like in the Cessna, it's just like you can feel the drop. And that thing, like no, it just kind of keeps flying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that probably means they're not very good in wind. I would imagine. Uh, high high lift, you know, when, I mean, all the things we do. Yeah. Scott, are you going to bed or what are you doing? Are you yeah, I'm going, I'm going to bed. No, I'm going to bed. I, just, I See, I'm worried about you, buddy. See, I was mid-thought. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I was supposed to be in you. bed 45 minutes ago. Oh, my god. That's gosh. not true. That's not all true. Right. All right. I'm, I'm going to head out. All right. But okay. Good. Thanks, Scott. 
Good talk, everybody. Thank you for inviting Great me talking show, with Scott. You. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, maybe, it. Yeah, maybe you can make an appearance more often, Rob. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, good night, Scott. All right, later. See ya. Leave your browser open. I don't even know if that matters on this one, but probably just do that. I don't think it does. Probably not. Who knows if any of this is recorded? We're 52 minutes in. Oh, do you have the God. same clock we have? That would be a disaster. Yeah, 52. Okay. So I have a situation where I see nothing. I can see the chat. That's all I can see. Oh, really? For some odd reason, when I clicked go live, it the video portion went. So I have a big white square. That's all I can see. Okay. And so whatever. But um, it doesn't it doesn't seem to have impeded me so far. But all right. Um so Andrew has a check riot scheduled for tomorrow that oh, probably needs moved or canceled. Wins two eight zero at one I closed it. One four gusting two three and nine not gust factor. Probably right about when he's doing his check ride. So probably not great with a wind with a runway that's a two three zero type runway heading. Fifty knot, fifty degree crosswind. Not great. Okay. I don't so, know. I mean, have you done that stuff before? I am like, recommending but, that you don't do that. So continue, Rob. Okay. I'm just curious. Like, I, just, I don't know I if I had a nine think... in the 150. I had if I had a nine knot crosswind back in the day. No, 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 no. That's the gust factor. It's 14 oh. gusting 23. Oh no! Don't do that. No, that's bad news. Yeah. There's no reason. I don't know what your plans are in Philosyn. I, I, I mean, he's Philosyn. What your goals are with the certificate? Are you gonna? Do you have uh, aspirations of being a career pilot? What's your deal? Um, and let's pretend. Judging by like your little profile picture, there looks like you're a decently young guy. I haven't zoomed in on it, but um, are you? I assume you're gonna go do some. Try to be professional pilot. Don't risk check ride failure. You got enough going against you as you progress through the ratings. Why even risk it at all? I know a month seems painful, and I get that. But again, like I said before, we are simulating the real-life pressures of getting somewhere on time, doing something on time, and you're putting on display your aeronautical decision-making right now, unfortunately. And you making the no-go decision early, being conservative, may overshadow maybe a slight deficiency in something um, when you actually get to the point where you are taking that check ride. What, so, I mean, so what if he did decide to go and then like, I would assume the examiner is going to judge him a little harshly, honestly, like, okay, okay. Tough guy. Okay. Chuck Yeager. Let's see what you got. That's, that's, me being egomaniac, maybe that's just me. Yeah, it would probably make it harder to pass the check ride, even if yeah. no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I would could, they give you some I allowance for gusts and bumps and stuff? Absolutely. But I think what you're putting more on display is a little bit of a cavalier attitude. I think. Yeah. What what I suggested is maybe why, why can you do the flying portion first and the oral second? And I guess he already queried a CFI on that, and they said for sure no go. Okay, you you could knock out some of the stuff you get the oral done with. Though. You can, but they're not supposed to start the oral if they can't if they don't if they're not able to finish the check the practical. Oh really? And that's yeah. That is last I knew. Huh. 
Yeah, do examiners do it? Yeah, I'm sure they do, and they use it to their advantage. But um, as far as I know, they're not supposed to. Back when back when we were doing it, there wasn't such a shortage of examiners. Like I feel like I call up and like, hey, can I do this? And like I'm like, I don't know. I called on a Saturday. I'm like, you guys got Tuesday available? Like I feel like it was pretty. It wasn't oh, yeah. that long where I was like waiting for my check right date. Yeah, day, like, day's notice, right? Yeah, Don was like, oh, you're ready. I'm like, all right, cool. I called him up, and it was a few days later. I didn't well, we kind of, we didn't have this conversation, but you and Don and your examiner, the same as Scott, had probably a specific relationship where that may have been more of a, a, a courtesy. Like, yeah, we can get your guy in. You know what I mean? Okay, maybe. I just... I'm not privy. To, I wasn't privy to it at the time. Of course, well, of course not. And it probably, I mean, maybe it wasn't that way. I mean, uh, Scott kind of brought up the point, like where with that particular examiner, no, having known Don so well in kind of his, you were under his, you know, mentorship uh, in his instructing that there was an expectation out of you guys. And so in some regards, maybe held to a higher standard and in in other guards like i know that you know this so i'm not so worried about that you know what i mean maybe i'm not saying you guys are great pilots you guys have great knowledge base whether you display that or not is another matter sometimes but i know you know i know you guys both i know don i know the examiner you use i know you guys none of that stuff is in question really but how does that relationship you know play in when we're talking more commercial, you know, it's just an enterprise. You know what I mean? It's a commercial enterprise. This CFI says I have an applicant and that DPE services a huge metropolitan area. Like in this case, Detroit Metro area. I mean, there's a billion uh, flight schools. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not, there's, it's very, um, not much personal touch there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, can't imagine. Yeah, right. Uh, Andrew says he's looking to be a professional pilot, and then he's these these hazard these hazardous attitudes are prevalent, and then RN. So I don't know what he meant there. I don't know how lagged mine is though either. Is that the last thing you see, Rob? Yeah, that's okay. all I got. Um, Broncos is posting stuff about dudes. That's all I saw. Yeah, dude, uh, dudes in DA forties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, di- yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, professional me. pilot, don't, don't, don't risk it. I would say, don't risk it. Sorry to cut you off, Rob. No, I was just gonna say what what went on while I wasn't here. How'd you guys kick this off? I'm just curious. Like, I'll who even knows or remembers, man? I'll edit um, it basically- tomorrow. Hopefully, I have el- stuff to edit tomorrow off of this. I know the well, audio. You'll definitely have editing to do if you can figure that out. Well, it's um, so hard to edit when we do these on pilot grounds, but we're just in a desperate situation because we got nothing for Thursday. Yeah, I wish you the best of luck. Oh, I will no. be available tomorrow for consultations. Okay. Since I have edited one of these. All right. I don't remember how I did it, though. And it I, probably took me forever. I can. I have a vague idea of how to strip a MP4 and turn it an MP3. Oh, great. With um, all audio tracks, so I won't be able to edit out any of Scott's clicks and taps and this I know. kind of stuff that goes on all 
Scott's got like an erector set under his desk. He just plays with the whole. And I think he utilized some of that just to piss you off today. Oh my gosh. But I you know what? Wait I'm not until we record in person. Because I want I really want to feel what in our group text. I want to hear all and I want to see the range of emotion you go through when you edit it tomorrow when you hear oh, it for the first time. That's great. This will be like one of the first times where you'll you won't even be part of it, but you'll also have to edit it. So it'll be it'll be fun. Right? Yes. I think this will be the first time. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm on a I'm on like a, a high though. This is my la- this is my last Tuesday in the yachting industry. Thursday will be my last Thursday. Friday will be my last Friday. Wow. Monday was my first live my last Monday. It's That's great. Stuff. It's good that stuff. Is. I'm just glad we can make something work. I mean, I think the content here is good. Tyler wants to talk about weather. Student wants to talk about weather what? all the time. Tyler does. I didn't see, but that. and we can and we can get to that. But there, we started off by just talk talking about you being a deadbeat. Yeah, that's a standard operating procedure. That's right. Um, and then I, we kind of just got into talking about Scott's uh, CFIs, all of them just abandoning him. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Right. It's that's. I think it's quite quite funny, really. Well, when that, you don't pay any of them, I mean, well, there is that. There is that. There is All that. of Scott's CFIs are just volunteer because he refuses to pay a penny for a CFI. Yeah. He, I think, you know, now that you say it, I think he almost just bribed me with beer, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think I didn't really take it that way at the time. But now that you mentioned that, not getting paid part, he's like, <laughs> yeah, when we're done, we'll have some beers. I think that was an offer to pay me for my services. I'm not yes. sure. It's like, wow. I haven't paid for a CFI since 2008. He's not going to start now. Yeah, I feel used now all of a sudden. But um yeah. uh, and then we just morphed into um the realistic scenario of Andrew's got this check ride supposedly tomorrow or was planned to be tomorrow and we pretty much walked through I pulled up the taff and just not looking good. Okay. Um and by the time you get a a realistic accurate forecast of what's actually happening, it's going to be too late. You know, no no examiner is going to show up you know, especially with that kind of drive, uh, man, go, I, I assume through all of Detroit type traffic for looking on a sectional chart, that looks like an, almost an hour drive for him would be my guess by the time it's all said and done Ugh. from St. Clair shore, St. Clair shores all the way Ypsilanti. So, um, Andrew, you got to, yeah. um, direct message me on here at Lee and I, or Scott too, whatever. Um, or just Not post something if you're comfortable. I want to know, like, when I edit that, I want to say at the end, just for for the record, like, what happened? You know, maybe I don't know. I didn't hear the I didn't hear the show. I'm curious if people are going to listen to it and I'm like, so what? Andrew do? Did he did he take the check ride? Did he take Lee's advice? Or did he? I just- don't know what the the great point, Rob. I don't know what the what the correct medium is because I'm not great with social media. I just like I'm not into it, and this, so this is all a strain for me. But I am invested when somebody's like, um, like I have this check ride and all these things. Like I think about it, like when, like I'll be just like whatever doing chores around the house or taking a shower or whatever. I'm like, when is that check ride? When? When when is that going to be? Like, I wonder if that's already happened. How do they do? Like, I wonder those things. Like, we are, I am, invest, and I know. I think that you are too. You know, in your own way, whatever. Um, 
I want to know. I want to know and I want to help. Yeah. You know, I want to help in any way that we can. He's talking about what about the audio from last week with the constant speed prop content? That's not edited yet, right? Um, that was a couple weeks ago, right? We didn't is that the one that week, did we? is that the one with Ryan Echo on it? I'm curious. That's the last time we it recorded because I remember him and I've talked about this or I've thought about this multiple times since we did this episode. He was talking about his finger placement, how he runs the constant speed. Man, we talked about manifold pressure, overscoring, underscoring, and we actually afterwards on pilot ground worked out some of that the oversquare undersquare and we kind of oversquare is when you have manifold pressure or rpm lower than manifold pressure just to clear the air that's typically a no-no and there are limitations how much you can reduce rpm below manifold pressure looking manufacturer typically a no-no but um, yeah, I just remember that that we talked about that. So yeah, that must have been that same episode. Yeah. So, so yeah, that that's that's the auto we left where we lost, Andrew. That's the problem. Yeah, we don't know if that's recoverable. Um, I had Lee and Scott start this shindig, so we'd have something to post on Thursday. Um, so hopefully it works out. Because if this doesn't work, we're just I don't know. Scott's probably going to make a three minute clip calling everybody deadbeats, and that will be Thursday's episode. Um, yeah, but yeah, the not to go into boring details, but Ryan's audio got messed up somewhat similar in a slightly different way than the, the one Tyler Brunkhorst helicopter episode audio got messed up. So I, I could potentially be able to pull clips from it. I might be able to recover the whole thing, but Ryan's audio will probably be garbage if I do. Um, so it may still come out. It's just going to take a lot of work to get it. And I, it's just, it's crazy. I, I won't be able to do that tomorrow. It'd probably be easier to just, yeah, edit this one with good audio and to stuff. To get it and, out tomorrow. But yeah I'm, yeah, I'm talking about like that Ryan episode. I have all the files and the stuff from it. So like once I have some more time, I might be able to salvage salvage it. At least some clips, if not the whole thing. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. I should have slightly more time after the end of this month. Yeah, hopefully more than slightly. Yes. Um, so I have no job as of Friday, which will be convenient for time-wise. Yeah, um, right. And then, then you'll but, just be wondering when we can podcast more often. Yeah, well, the, the last week of September here, I got I to gotta be out of this place by the end of the month. Gotcha. Yeah, I got a busy first and this second. This awesome background you guys all see all the time. It's going away. Sorry. I see. Yeah. We'll never know what's in that upper left-hand drawer. Oh, man. Whatever it is. Jeff Denovich um, wants to know. Yeah, well, and, you know, I, I went to see if he could come on tonight as the guest, but he wasn't available. He needs more notice. Ask him like 20 he needs more before. notice. Yeah, yeah, which is understandable. Well, and also almost semi-impossible with the way we run things right now. Oh, so, yeah. so, and he knows that. He knows that. He's got, he's got no hard feelings, but... Uh, yeah, Andrew, uh, back to the thing. Yeah, let us know um, what what you decide to do or what the outcome is. Um, even if you can get the oral done, that'd be cool if the examiner will play ball, you know, doing that. but And then you can make a game-time decision on the flying part, maybe. But um, Rob, I mean, there's not... I'm, 
I'm good for like forever. So like we can keep yeah. rolling. Well, it's just it was a it was a low chat. That how did everybody see this? I'm just curious how the software when Lee fired it up with no settings or anything. There's obviously people who are watching right now. So you saw it somehow. How did how did that happen? I'm just curious for just feedback purposes of pilot ground software. How that worked. Okay, Tyler's saying there's a notification on his phone. That's good. Yeah, put, okay. Yeah, I don't know how actually I'd be interested to see how Scott saw it too, if it just came through as a notification. Because okay. he seemed to find it fine. So Okay. That's interesting. Um Ah. Yeah, I mean definitely this is way low for like a, an email. So I wish there was a way to yeah, I guess people probably have notifications off on their phone. Oh, there's way more people on the email list than are even members on Pilot Ground. So, ah, uh, that's a true point. And then this is like super short notice. So if I were to send out an email, it's like the vast majority of the people on the list couldn't even watch it because they're not. Yeah, unless they signed up for Ground Crew because we don't have any free slots anymore. There's a few people oh. grand grandfathered in from way back in the day. Mm. I'm glad that uh, that I'm thankful Tyler just sent that. So it shows exactly what I typed in as a thing, which I assumed it would. But my original was, why do we suck? With a question mark. So I'm glad that I changed that. That went great. They probably would have had more viewers. It'd be clickbait by that point. Maybe. Like, maybe. Oh, finally, these guys are getting to the bottom of it. I'm, I'm, I'll tune into this. <laughs> finally had some self-realization here. Well, yes, yes, yes. Um, um, uh, Rob, I mean, do you want to talk about you? I mean, what do you want to do? You want to make it? Um, you, you le- tell me. The, the sooner we end this, the less editing I have. So, unless okay, there's, there's that. Unless there's something sweet to talk about, I'm okay with cutting it off. Um, oh, let okay. it go a few more minutes just to see if, if the chat can inspire anything. But if you guys can't inspire anything, we're done. We're, we're chopping it off. Barb was in here earlier and she asked about uh if we if I oh god if I scroll way up oh Barb um result in hours well, longer not much operation. um Andrew asked about topic personal minutes wins looking if if you for a check right tomorrow that kind of got us into uh goes with Tyler's weather um Barbara said emergency procedures checklist flows which we didn't even discuss um then we just got into kind of like this stuff with Scott and whatever so. Got it. All right. Tyler Brunkhorst, you got dark mode on. I heard about this. I haven't even had time to play around with it. Pilot Ground is a dark mode. Did you know that, Lee? I didn't. Yeah. I don't even know how Pilot Ground works. Tyler figured it out. <laughs> we own the thing and we don't know how it works. Okay. Because, yeah, you just screenshotted it. And that looks like dark mode. I got an email from the software provider. that says that's a new feature, I think, in the last few weeks. All right. Um, go ahead and end it if you want. Well, you're the you're the big the big host here, Lee. I just I'm a guest. I'm a co-host. It says if you click. Yeah, on the I mean, it says that it says Lee Griffin's live, not Robert Berger. Well, that's true. That's what this it should is be. your show. No. Oh yeah, no. That's I. I mean, yeah. I guess this is all we could have asked for, really, in terms of uh, I mean, we had some decent content. We had a realistic scenario. 
Uh, we talked a little bit about weather for Tyler, but really not. He wants to talk. I think he wants to talk about like freaking cumulonimbus and level five back, whatever bow echo, inverted bow echoes, and all kinds of crap. I don't know, but I assume people want to talk more beyond surface level uh, uh, weather. So sometime we need to really actually do that when we can. So, yeah, but. I think big, this is a meeting. When enough, I see yeah. the big towery thunder clouds, is that cumulonimbus down here in Florida? Yes. Because it's like I could see from the sunset today. Yeah. And yes. It's just a gorgeous sunset. Oh, yeah. But, but it's just like well. there's just crazy. Like you can see in the orange off in oh, the yeah. distance. It's like who's ever under that is not having a good time. Oh, well, no, it's beyond that, really. So if you think about it, the lower, the low, if you're going to, if you have to, obviously we're looking at a 2D picture in a three-dimensional space. If you look at a, a weather map and you see this terrible line of just red, orange, whatever, and you need to go through that, the lower, the better. The lower altitude, the better. It's like a big anvil I saw today. Well, yeah, it will be. And that anvil happens when, so the air is rising. Are we are we talking about weather now or are we trying to button this up? What's going on? You got me sucked in. <laughs> go, go for it. Give us, give us that 30-second Lee Griffin summary that you're so good at. What do you mean? Th- what? I'm not good at any summary. I'm being but, sarcastic. Just keep so, going. This yeah, okay. is somewhat interesting to me. So you have, obviously, the, these cumulus-type clouds cumulus basically meaning vertical development meaning there is some lift happening and so as you and when you start thinking about you know we know the standard adiabatic lapse rate is two degrees celsius per thousand feet we all know that like we can just regurgitate that at any moment in time well when you start getting you know a faster lapse rate meaning the air cools down faster that means that air per thousand feet that means that air is actually arising faster which so as it cools it meets the dew point and that's how you see that visible cloud and that's going to get you that 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 of um towering that tower type look that extensive vertical development and so when you start seeing these anvil type clouds that is typically because that means that rising column of air if you want to look at it that way is rising and it's meeting what's called the tropopause and the tropopause is when that that standard that adiabatic lapse rate really really shifts towards a where there's very little change per per altitude very little change and it changes with different you know atmospheric conditions um but m- normally you're in the upper 30s you know um in the l- upper 30s low 40s typically for that tropopause and that is so really tropopause is you can kind of look at it and that's how the anvil happens as a little bit of a ceiling. Um, and so you'll see it kind of mushroom out and it can sometimes go when we're up at altitude. A lot of times we look at the way the wind is flowing, like which way do I want to go around the cell left or right? And typically for us, you know, we're going north, south so much out of Cleveland because all the snowbirds going to Florida. We're typically looking do we want to go east of it or west of it. And a lot of times the prevailing wind is out of the west. So we elect 
um, to go to the west of a cell because the overhang or the anvil is extended very far out to the west or out to the east rather because the wind is coming from the west blowing all of that instability could be hail can just be bumpy can be rough as hell underneath those so even though you're not actually in the the that that column of air that cumulonimbus that towering cumulonimbus you can still get a lot of those characteristics affecting you obviously it'd be worse in it than outside of it, but you can still get a really, really bad ride, which is not kind of our game. Our game, we want to kind of keep it smooth as smooth as possible for our passengers. So we want to go upwind of cells as much as we can. Or like sometimes I will hug. So if you have a line, Rob, do you want to talk at all? I know I'm just go, like go. steamrolling. Okay. This, I can add so this into something. Maybe. When I see when I see a line of cells, typically um, I tend to be a little more conservative than most, and uh, like I have maybe a different ideology about radar usage. So only half of our airplanes have Wi-Fi, and we're high enough that whatever we may get, like from a, from Stratus or towers, like we have no. If you don't have Wi-Fi, you don't have really anything. Is the way I look at it. So I'm using the onboard radar, and I'm actively managing that as much as anything else in the airplane. So I'm tilting it up, tilting it down to get a kind of a, a good look at, at what now, obviously before I take off, I've looked at the weather. So I have an idea of the structure of, of the weather. And in Florida, it's basically almost always Armageddon anyway. So it's whatever, but I try to get a good look at the, the basic structure of the weather system. So I have an idea, a game plan. So when, um, I am taking off. I have an idea what I want to do. And then I go by what I see off the radar in the non-Wi-Fi equipped airplanes. If I have Wi-Fi, I'm definitely going to use it, use for flight and see the active movement of the weather in conjunction with the onboard radar. If I don't have it, I completely basically, I have a plan that's going to deviate me pretty good or um, an alternate plan of action to get me around what I think is going to be where the weather is going to be when I get there, all those sorts of things. And I use the onboard radar and I treat that as gospel instead. And it works out. Uh, obviously I'm still here. Um, and I typically tend to get a pretty good ride, but I'm very active with tilting the radar up and down to get a good sweep as to how intense that radar is where the tops are versus our top, our, our cruise altitude, all those sorts of things. So when I see this line of weather and I, I, I play where the wind is. So the wind's typically out of the West for us. So what I will do is sometimes I will bias and hug towards the upwind. So if I have a line of cells and I have like little gaps I can go through, I try and get really close to my, the cell that is just downwind of me. So that the obviously the wind, the, the characteristics of that cell are not going to come upwind. They're not going to fight the wind too much. But I'm furthest as I can be from the cell that is upwind of me. So I'm minimizing the, the characteristics and the influence of the cell that's upwind of me. So I'm hugging. I don't know if I'm saying that in a that makes sense, but. I'm going to hug the cell. I'm going to hug one cell 
So I'm furthest downwind from the cell that's upwind of me. I hope that that makes sense to everybody. Um, cells are worse downwind than upwind. Well, they're, the, the, the characteristics are always going to go downwind. So okay. if I have a line of cells, I'm going to look at those cells. I'm going to use my radar and I'm going to, and maybe it doesn't always, it doesn't always work this way. But if I have a line, like let's say it's like an east-west line, I'm going and I'm going basically straight north. I'm going to bias very close to the upwind side of one cell because basically its characteristics will be inert to me because I'm upwind of it. But what that does is that gets me as far downwind as I can possibly be from another cell if I'm if I'm threading the needle. And so I won't feel the downwind characteristics of a cell that's upwind of me. Yes, that makes sense. Further of the west. I'm going to be very close to the western edge of one cell, and that keeps the cell that's west of me as far west as possible. So I don't feel, I don't get all those issues. And um, that just takes time to like really get in tune. And each airplane is different. The way their radar is mounted. So I can't exactly replicate that that display in each airplane so it just takes time comfort level to get used to it but um you can see if you were vmc and that's what sucks a lot of times we're not we'll get up into these when you have a line like this they'll be well up into the 40s so when we take like like in south florida we had a trip the other day it was like a two and a half hour flight or whatever i put down like 0.7 of it was imc even for us at with a cruise altitude of 41,000 feet because the, yeah, because it went so high. We were in this like embedded layer for like a half hour, like almost from takeoff. So we were, um, so we were just navigating solely. We were complete IMC, like, like foggles on like no, no layers. Like we were not in between layers. It was just, Complete IMC for, like I said, like 0.7. And all we can do is navigate with no Wi-Fi. All we can do is navigate with radar. We had a good idea before we took off where the weather was and where we thought it would be by the time we got there. In Florida, ATC, the best in the business. Best in the business. Um, That's what they deal with every single day is weather, thunderstorms, and there's nobody better. This time of year, yeah. That's just every day we've got thunderstorms moving through. Yeah, and not gentle ones. Uh, no. I mean, how they're perceived on the ground is one thing. How they are uh, in the air is a completely, totally different situation. Um, again, best in the business. Um, they're just rock stars. I can't imagine what it's like showing up. You're showing up for second shift, and every day you know it sucks. Every day you know it's a shitstorm, literally. I don't know what that feels like. No, I do. I'm living it right now till Friday. <laughs> yeah, well, so so is uh, Florida ATC. So uh, Miami and Jacksonville Center. So um, shout out to those guys; they're amazing. So um, when you see, if you weren't IMC, and most like I said, most time we are, but when you're on the ground and you see these cells, and it looks kind of like a, like a anvil, and it goes both ways, that means that is extremely convective, con- uh, meaning vertical movement of air. Convection means vertical movement of air. And 
that extremely convective. It was rising so fast that just going the anvil going just downwind wasn't possible. It's hitting that tropopause so hard that it mushrooms out even upwind. Does that make sense, Rob? Yeah. It's hitting most time. If you have, you know, a hundred knot or 80 knot, 50 knot crosswind, it's going to go just downwind. It'll just go straight up and then blow off to the downwind. If it is rising exceptionally fast, it has no choice but to mushroom out in kind of anvil and overhang in both directions. So that is what that means is if there is hail potential, if there's turbulence, turbulence, not so much. I would not worry about that so much underneath the upwind side of the anvil um, or I guess I don't know if I want to call it anvil, but overhang, if you will. The hail can still go that way, though. So you want to give that if you think hail is a possibility. Hail conditions may exist, which they always might. Um, I would give that an extra wide berth if you were going to go do that, even though you're upwind. So that's probably a little bit more than my two cents. But that was um, great. That's I knew you had a I knew you had one more monologue left in you before we signed off. Always, I just want always one more. I just want to point out that this is um you learned all this while flying jets. This is not necessarily stuff you should be considering in your in your archer VFR no. at at three thousand feet. No. This is this is a game and an understanding and a strategy you use when you're in the flight levels burning jet a i just want to add that disclaimer at the end yeah yes i agree with you 100 percent. i don't want to go into another monologue but i do want to say that i feel like my duty is to get people more prepared than i was oh yeah yeah well it's good stuff i just want to because i'm just thinking i kept my brain kept going like all right, if I'm in a super cub, I'm not like I'm just running away from all of this stuff always. But if you're in a jet, in the flight levels, it's a different story. Yeah. You you gain these insights and you play around with that stuff and you know, if you mess up, you're gonna get some rough turbulence and your passengers might puke. Like that's worst case scenario for you in a Learjet messing some of this stuff up. Most days. Yeah. I mean, if I really mess up and I just don't really care and I just penetrate instead of deviate, which I know people say to be funny, you know, don't deviate, penetrate. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm never going to do that. I'm about as afraid of convective activity as anybody. And I just like, I just don't do it. I, I, maybe I overthink it and I way over plan what my plan is. But it works out pretty damn good most of the time. So I'm going to stick with it. All right. I think that's a good wrap up. Thanks to everybody in the chat who joined last minute with yes, zero notice. Thank you. Um, Tyler, we'll get your weather. We'll get your weather one day. I like the. I don't know um, when, but. I'd, over time, we're going to do more of these just directly on pilot ground. That's what I want to move to. And in person, the in person stuff. Sweet. But. Um, mm. We'll figure that out. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks, guys. See you later.